0: Welcome to the fourth episode of the Native American Wars podcast. Today's Columbus Day. You guys aren't going to get this uh, podcast on Columbus Day, but we are doing our first episode dealing with Columbus today. Wait a minute, Greg. Wait. Isn't it Indigenous Peoples Day also? Yes, it is, Mike. Thank you. I just came across that great tweet, fuck Christopher Columbus. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, once again, illustrating there's two sides to this story, right? There's the
1: Columbus side and the indigenous people side. We'll try to look at him from both points of view. Let's do that. All right. All right. Well, so today we're going we're gonna to start with our famous explorer, uh, Europeans' favors famous explorer, Columbus, With his, uh, you know, Sail the Ocean Blue in 1492, it rhymes. I think that's a poem that someone wrote at some point that I can't remember exactly who it was. But he was Spanish-funded, Italian-born, and he accidentally bumped into some islands in the Caribbean that we don't know which exactly those were. But he began, at that time, the post-Columbian era of uh, the indigenous peoples. So... Post-Columbian, meaning
0: after Columbus? Right.
1: Now, I understand that we're... I understand that we're... This is a podcast about North American um, wars, right? The North American conflicts between Europeans and the indigenous peoples. But you can't... You just can't ignore Columbus. He never set foot So we should designate in the North American
0: Post-Columbian continent. by PC, which we definitely are not. Yeah, well, apparently not. I'm
1: trying as hard as I can to be PC. But apparently it's not working. However, we need to talk about the Spanish, because they actually did show up. Columbus is the first, well, he's Italian, but he was funded by the Spanish. And his peeps that have sailed the ocean blue with him were Spanish, right?
0: Yeah, and the the Spanish were the first Europeans to explore Florida and the American South, Mississippi River Basin, Texas, New Mexico, and California, right? Right, right, exactly. So,
1: we'll start with the Spanish. And we have to start with the Spanish and talk about their contacts with people living in the Caribbean about 1492. I mean, that's the big one, that's the big bang, right? And uh, they're inevitable falling out. Now, for a second, I wanna talk about sources. I know it's boring, but the majority of the stuff related to Columbus and the Spanish and everything comes from their journals, comes from what I would consider to be quasi-reliable sources, so we in our infinite wisdom, have decided to pick the stuff that we like and move on with that. Not so much concerned about any other, um, you know, details. So don't get caught up in the details of what we're trying to say here. If you've got a correction, you can always contact us and tell us we're wrong because we like that. So here we have a You guy. like that? I don't like that. <laughs> we have a guy named Christopher Columbus, okay? He's an Italian. He was from Genoa. And he was the son of a middle-class weaver, and he claimed to have gone to sea when he was a boy of 10 years old. We don't know if that's true or not, but that's what he claimed It's probably believable. He was actually a pretty good sailor. Okay, he, was, uh, he apprenticed with some merchants in Genoa. He was able to marry the daughter of a prominent Portuguese nobleman. He had a kid. He, in other words, this is not a guy, this is not a normal guy. This guy was already at the top of his game. Uh, as, a, as a merchant and sailor and he had contacts in Portugal his wife was from Portugal Portugal she was a Portuguese the daughter of a Portuguese nobleman. He had a son and pretty soon after that his wife died. When he was a young man, he did a lot of sailing. He sailed all over the world. He went to Iceland, Ireland, Africa. At some point during these travels his wife died.'t really for our purposes it doesn't really matter when. but he moved to Castile in 1485 castile is a part of spain and it's the kingdom of his future patron isabella of spain isabella I. everyone knows ferdinand and isabella correct
0: right not personally but i've heard of them right
1: they're important people in fact in the during the time frame now remember this is 1492 this is the middle ages right the medieval period they were fantastic uh Pre-Renaissance. Pre-Renaissance. Well, no, they are around rena- right the same time. But anyway, the point is, they were, well, of course, was there really a renaissance in Spain? Right? It's ultra-Catholic. So anyway, let's move forward from
0: there and say... Well, the Inquisition was a type of renaissance, wasn't it? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition!
1: <laughs> All right, let's move... That's foreshadowing, by the way, for you literary types. Okay, but let's talk about Chris for a couple more seconds. He was ambitious. He was smart. He taught himself how to how to speak and read four to five languages. He was incredibly widely read for the son of a bourgeois craftsman. Okay? He was also in a, a Christian apocalyptic and felt that God had his finger on his little wind stem and moved, you know, I'm talking about the winder for a clock, and so it moved him God was actually moving him, is what he thought, right? Any comments about that Incre- It I seems like it's, it's pretty incredibly
0: incredibly arrogant as well from what I hear.
1: I believe that God is moving my wine, Greg. So let's look at the world that Chris lived just, in, okay, old means. Chris. The circumstances that drove him west, right? So let's talk for a second about what makes the Spanish monarchy want to fund somebody like travel across an unexplored set of ocean, in the middle of nowhere. Okay, with Mike, no hope I,
0: of findings. Can I ask you a question here? Yeah. So was was he doing the whole uh, hop down uh, the coast of Africa thing for the Portuguese as well? No, no,
1: no. That's and that's that's where we're that's that's where this all comes in, because uh, basically what we're talking about is a route to Asia. That's what Columbus wanted. That's what really every the Portuguese wanted. It every seafaring people in, uh, in Europe wanted a quick way to Asia. Now, why did they suddenly need to have a way to Asia? Spices. Spices and such. But why did they need it all of a sudden? And the reason why they needed it was because sometime in the early 1400s, a city named Constantinople, right? Remember the be Giants, that song? Became Istanbul. That's because the Ottoman Turks Captured and pretty much destroyed the the Byzantine Empire, which was Greek. This was
0: post-Byzantine.
1: Right. So now we're talking about the Turks, Muslims, controlling access to the trade routes to Asia. So now for years, since really the Crusade era, people had been taking camels and mules and such to China and Marco Polo, right? And then bringing like all the stuff, noodles, right? Spaghetti noodles, Fireworks. I mean, what other cliched thing can we find, right? Szechuan sauce, bringing it back from China, right, to to Europe. Well, suddenly here we go. The Ottomans say, uh, "You're Christians. Sorry, unless you convert to, you know, Islam, we're going to kill you and destroy you, right?" So, and uh,
0: Columbus would have been familiar with with uh, Islam. Yes, he, he would. He would be
1: familiar. All. everyone in, in Spain would be because Spain had been conquered in the seven hundreds.
0: But the, the, the uh, Muslims were on their last last legs in, in Spain at this time. They were time. on their last gasp,
1: it's true. So the point my my point is now suddenly the the Europeans, in particular the Spanish and Portuguese who at the time were the premier explorers and sailors of the time, needed a way to get to Asia. Now there's two ways, right? Which we'll discuss in a few minutes, everyone knew that the world was not flat. It was round. So not uh, everyone. You I could mean, go around the world to go to Asia. Anyone with an education So you could set off straight west, cross this giant unknown ocean tract and go eventually you'll hit Asia, right? Or you could go down around what what was known, Africa was known All the way down to the coast, you could go all the way down the coast of Africa, sail south, and then east, and find Asia.
0: Is that the is that Cape Horn or the Cape of Good Hope?
1: Around Cape, that's Cape of Good Hope. That's Cape Horn,
0: isn't it? It's Cape of Good Hope. It's the Cape of Good Hope.
1: You're right, because it's South uh, South Africa down there now. Anyway, the point is, Chris Chris Columbus initially was in Portugal, and he was trying to sell the King of Portugal on going across the ocean blue west and uh the, the king of portugal was sort of saying hey yeah that's a great idea except so he said i'm gonna go, I have a guy going east and we'll see and uh, you know he he kept columbus on uh pins and needles until this guy came back and said oh yeah it's easy you just sail down around south africa and boom you're there you're in asia so the portuguese king was no longer interested in funding this expedition to go out west so columbus I mean, okay. There's. It's a lot more complicated than this, but let's just simplify it and say. He said, hey, I'm going to go to Spain. So he goes to Spain, and he tries to get uh, Ferdinand and Isabella to fund his trip west. Now, Ferdinand and Isabella were involved in a number of a number of items at this point. They were a little busy. Spain, Spain. the siege of Granada being one. Well, Spain was involved. Spain in the 700s had been conquered by the Muslims. And since that time, uh, the, the the Umayyad Caliphate, right, this is a group of Berbers and Muslims who had come up through across the Straits of Gibraltar and invaded Spain all the way up to, know, have you ever heard of, uh, uh, what's his name, Charlemagne?
0: Right, well, Charles Martel turned Charles, him back at Poitiers yeah, 732. Martel
1: Charlemagne turned him back in... in uh, in what's now uh, southern Gaul or uh, France. So anyway, so for a long time this, the Caliphate ruled Spain. As the as Christians grew in power in Spain, they pushed the Muslims further and further south. And by the time of Ferdinand and Isabella, uh, they had the Muslims cornered
0: in a, a small province in the south, the most part of Spain. At one time. I just read that 80% of the people in Spain were Muslim. That's very possible. Uh, Muslims and Jews.
1: Now, the Muslims had a very, uh, what we would call, I mean, compared to what was to come, they had a very enlightened set of rules. In other words, if you were a Jewish person that lived in the Muslim part of Spain, you could pay a tax and... Stay a, a Jew. If you were a Christian and lived in a certain part of the Muslim caliphate, you could pay a tax and remain a Christian. It was just good business. It was good business and it, you know, stopped the, all the, you know, fighting the, and stuff. The Inquisition?
0: <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition!
1: <laughs> so, anyway, when Ferdinand and Isabella were in power, they were ultra Catholics. Ultra Catholics. And uh, they were blessed by the Pope and encouraged by the Pope to drive the Muslims out of Spain, which they zealous, after unifying their kingdom, they zealously drove the Muslims out of Spain. And the Pope, the with last Muslim it, with stronghold. With extreme prejudice. What was the last stronghold in Spain? Can you- Granada. Yeah. Which is where I invaded, right? Yeah. But anyway, different, different part. But <laughs> yours was Grenada. 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 That's right. <laughs> All right. Well anyway, they so the they get pushed out of Grenada. The Muslims are gone, right? Guess what year that happened? Fourteen ninety two? Boom. There you go. Fourteen ninety two. So after years and years, after what? Seven hundred years of Muslim occupation, they were now once again united Catholic kingdom. The problem, of course, is, as you noted, all sorts of people from all sorts of races were allowed to live in Spain under the Muslims. When Ferdinand and Isabella took over, the only people that were allowed to live in Spain were Catholics. Catholics, Right. Exactly. The Pope, the pope decreed them as Catholic kings. So Spain, by decree from Ferdinand and Isabella, was only for Catholics. No non-Catholics allowed. So they grabbed all the Muslims and Jews they could find and said, okay, you either convert to Catholicism or get the hell out of the country. So they converted for the most part because they had families and businesses, etc., etc. Well, soon it was established that that wasn't good enough. The original group of Spanish Catholics, the the old time families, got were jealous mostly because the Jewish and Muslim folks had, you know, good like, businesses. Can, can we trails. talk
0: about some Native Americans?
1: Yeah, in a, in a in a minute or two. But anyway, the point is they 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 wanted to the old established families wanted to root out the false Christians. So the Pope gave them the right to in 1478 something called. A papal bull establishing the, the Spanish...
0: Oh, uh, the, the Inquisition? The Sp- Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition! Don't, don't give me your papal bull. <laughs> People that had converted
1: from Muslims or Jewish to Catholicism, were they were the ones that the Spanish Inquisition was aimed at because they didn't want any false... Conversions, but also, uh, you know, they wanted their money and estates. So anyway, this is the we're talking about. A people, the Spanish people, who these are brutal people who treated their own own people that they were neighbors, their neighbors. They, they treated them they as though an, they were. And they had an they had an extreme agenda, didn't they? Exactly. They they were. Uh, I say they were not a nice people but they knew how to sail right they did know how to sail so anyway to set the to set the stage for all this you have to understand the people who were getting ready to bump into by accident are indigenous cousins uh, here that were already in in the country here so so uh Next episode, when we fly off the handle, it'll be about the people that they ran into, the
0: people that populated the Caribbean. So next Cuba. episode, we're going to actually meet some Native Americans. Yes. Okay.
1: But first, we have to meet the people that are getting oh, ready I, to I, bump I into. understand. Them. I understand that because you have to understand the context of where they. Okay. Do you want to be? Can you imagine being conquered by the by the Muslims? And having to live under their liberal rule, right? Uh, no, I cannot. Yeah, because they're liberals. And we know, right? Got to stay away from that. All right. If you're a
0: <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're going to wrap this episode up. And, uh, hey, I'd like to uh, put in a uh, small plug for uh, uh, Elijah P's uh, Burgers and Brews in downtown Alton, Illinois, who's helping us with... Well, you know, at this point, maybe a dinner now and then. So, uh, signing off till next week, okay?